the NFL concussion protocol. Uh, last episode, we talked about what they do on the sideline survey. This episode, we're going to dig into how they get to come back. I'm Shane from Mind Matters, navigating head injuries and concussions. I'm here today with Thomas, one of the attorneys at the concussion and brain injury group here at Shane Smith Law. Um, this is the Mind Matters protocol. This is part two of our NFL concussion protocol series, where we talk about once the player's been diagnosed with a concussion, taken off the field, taken in the locker room, basically sent back to the hospital for treatment, how they get back to playing, which is what everybody cares about the most. Thomas, so let's briefly, briefly, sideline survey. What, what gets covered in that? Get the Maddox questions, quick questions to see if the player's oriented to where they are, who they're playing, what the score is, and uh, neurological exam for the sideline survey, all of this inside the blue tent. All right, now after they leave the blue tent, their thumbs down, or thumbs down, they're showing some kind of symptoms of it. Next is the locker room SCAT uh, survey. So what is that? That is uh, a, basically a, a more thorough neurological evaluation, just different testing as to whether their cognition is there, whether they have a sense of, of orientation to where they are. There's a neurocognitive assessment, uh, neurological evaluation, and basically balance testing, getting, making, seeing where they're at in terms of, of those different factors after they've been screened on that sidelines. All right, and that can be a thumbs up or thumbs down. If it's thumbs up, I could get back out to the field to play this game. They say, all right, you're good. Thumbs down, I'm out, and on my way to the hospital, I assume. Right, yeah, you're, you're, you're out of the game, and then you're placed into, it's, it's all called, when you see it on TV, they tell, call everything the concussion protocol. But the NFL has a more formal name for the process where you get back onto the field, and that's, hey, you've been yanked from the game, had signs and symptoms of a concussion, and to get back on the field, you have the return to participation protocol. So you don't go back into the game until you walked through this protocol. All right. What does that look like? What's step one? All right. Yeah, let's let's use uh, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, as an example for this to start off with. They may or may not be eliminated by the time this podcast <laughs> airs, but he's a useful case study. And so anybody who knows Josh Allen, let's assume he's scrambling, you know, big boy, 240 pounds, breaks the pocket barrels ahead for a first down and does the wise thing for once in his career decides to slide not a fake slide like he tried to pull against the Steelers in the wild card round but a real legit clearly slide. Thomas you haven't watched you didn't watch that game or have any feelings about it but uh, none at all <laughs> so all right he gets hit bam sideline survey thumbs down go back to the locker room thumbs down nope you're out of the game How's he return? When, how's he get? Yeah, uh, so assuming they make it on to the next round, uh, they pull off a miraculous win with the backup quarterback and get to the Super Bowl. He's been diagnosed with con concussion. How does he get back on the field? There's a five-step process where he has to be cleared to fully practice or play after concussion diagnosis. And this process, a return to participation protocol, it's a process the NFL has come up with, and it's based on what they call, and that's their characterization, I don't want to, you know, defend the NFL and all of this. These are internationally accepted guidelines to ensure that each player receives consistent treatment. And the Players League also had some weigh-in on when they were set on this up, right? Yeah, they uh, they definitely got to have a, have a voice in all of it through the collective bargaining agreement and, and have some input into it. Yeah, so they definitely had some, some say. It makes me think about one of those things where when I'm making rules, I'm like, this is what we should all do for everybody. And then it happens to me, I'm like, well, that's a stupid rule. I want to get back out there with that. I don't, I don't want to jump through all these hoops anymore, but now they're stuck. 
Yeah, stuck with it for their own good, basically, right? Basically, yeah. So we, the, the first part of all this is phase one. And, all right. And this is symptom-limited activity. So here in our example, you know, Josh Allen, he'd be prescribed rest, limiting, or if necessary, avoiding activities. Then that's both physical or cognitive, which would increase or aggravate the symptoms. All right, so I'm just resting and not doing anything that's going to make any of my symptoms worse. Right, and this would just include, hey, activities of daily living, and under athletic training staff supervision only, there would be or could be limited stretching, balance training that can be introduced, which would eventually progress to light aerobic exercise. And all of these only as, you know, Josh Allen would be able to tolerate them. But in phase one, if any additional medical issues popped up, yeah. the Bills team doctor, the Buffalo Bills team doctor, they should consider external consultation or additional diagnostics. So in phase one, if there's no increase in symptoms and, you know, Josh doesn't develop signs of concussion on the neurological exam, he could be cleared on to the next phase. And how long, is there a certain timeline most of these phases have to take place or do take place or is it just all up to the individual how quickly they heal? Yeah, it's all up to the individual and how quickly they heal. And, you know, a lot of times they're trying to see if someone can progress, you know, through the phases in the course of a week. You know, that, okay. that's kind of the goal. It's like, hey, I want to get you back on the field. They want to get back on the field. They want to play. So a lot of times you'll see, you know, guys be able to clear the protocol in a week. Sometimes if it's if it's a worse type of injury, you'll see, you know, a couple weeks, you know, maybe even three or four weeks last year to a tug of Iloa, basically they pulled him out for the season or he pulled himself out for the season. They thought it just wasn't a good idea for him to be in there taking those types of hits. So he just didn't, he couldn't complete the return to game protocol, basically. Right. It was, you know, it was pretty concerning. He had back-to-back -back concussions. I don't know that it was back-to-back -back weeks, but it was in pretty, pretty close frequency and time. And as we've discussed in, in prior episodes, I mean, once you have one concussion, if you have another one, it's that much worse. It's not like you're starting from ground zero. It's just the symptoms are going to be magnified more. Yeah, you can have a compounding effect. And, you know, like in the 90s, Steve Young, his career was largely cut short due to, you know, having a few too many concussions. I think he could have played a couple more years, but he got a, he had a few too many hard hits and decided it was best for him and his family if he walked away from the game. All right, so round one is over. What's, what's round two? Phase two is aerobic exercise. So here is Josh Allen again. He would be getting graduated cardio exercise, cardiovascular exercise, and that would be under the direct oversight of the Bills medical staff. And this might be something like a Peloton, a exercise bike, treadmill. You would see him engaging in dynamic stretching and balance training. And this would involve a gradual increase in the duration and intensity of all these activities, as long as there's no increase or aggravation of signs or symptoms by the player while he's performing the activity. And not only while he's performing for a reasonable period afterwards. Okay, so if I go do run for 30 minutes or do the Peloton for 30 minutes, they're gonna watch. So legitimately, they're gonna watch me and make sure I don't relapse. Basically, right? Yeah, they're you know watching you for your own good in a way. It's like, uh, you know, he says he's good, but let, let's just keep an eye on him, see if he's squinting for 